0: Welcome to The Network, our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. If you don't know anything about The Green Book, I invite you to Google it. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Every episode is an invaluable resource for black people living in and traveling through America. Subscribe to The Network. You may need it. Network family, you are going to thoroughly enjoy part one of our conversation with Dr. Jeremy Sims Alexander, owner of Miles for Smiles Mobile Dentistry based in Shreveport, Louisiana. Dr. Alexander is a graduate of the Southern University. He's also a graduate of the Howard University College of Dentistry. This brother has a story that is amazing and a testimony that is out of this world. So please enjoy part one of our conversation. With Doctor Jeremy Sims Alexander.
1: Uh, thanks for having me, Brother praise Yeah, again, my my name is Doctor Alexander uh, from Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, went to Southern University in Baton Rouge. Uh, went on to Howard University in Washington D.C. to get my dental doctoral, Doctor Dental Surgery degree. Uh, started school in what that was '98. Uh, end up. Graduated from dental school in two thousand three. No, two thousand seven. Went to dental school in two thousand three. Uh started my first practice in two thousand eight in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh called Premier Dental Atlanta. Uh was there for basically from two thousand eight to two thousand sixteen. Uh had two dental practices out there, started my family out there, got married uh two thousand eight to my high school sweetheart, uh Anika. Anika Alexander. Okay. And uh okay. had our first child in two thousand ten. Now we have four kids. And uh we just moved back to Shreveport to start our second company called Miles for Smiles in two thousand sixteen. And uh Miles for Smiles is a mobile dental company. So after practicing dentistry in Atlanta for eight years doing strictly adults, some like a family practice, uh, got exposed to mobile dentistry, uh, probably maybe year four being in practice. And uh, it just kind of reopened my heart back for the profession, being able to help kids remotely and go to them. It made me feel more impactful. Uh, like I was actually doing something daily to help people. Uh, I wasn't really getting that daily reward, in a general practice setting, I, it was more of like working with adults. For me, was more about uh, selling dentistry, or trying to convince them to take care of their teeth. Whereas with kids, uh, the first my first encounter on a mobile, uh, I got a hug from a from a from a young lady uh, just by giving her a toothbrush, you know. And it kind of just okay. it took me back to why i became a dentist you know and that and that was simply i started having dreams and visions about being a dentist and i went to subway one day in baton rouge uh to get a sandwich and a lady uh, i noticed when i walked in she didn't have any teeth in her mouth and the whole time she was making my sandwich she never looked up at me that one time so i knew at that moment that this was something i wanted to do i wanted to impact lives i wanted to impact self-esteem and uh and that's kind of that's what started my journey man so
0: okay so man i know that you um have have strong faith yeah you mentioned that you have a story to tell about perseverance and you believe oh, yeah. that god rewards it yes sir talk yes. about that a little bit
1: well man um again i i am a man of faith i i am a believer i uh i speak to jesus daily i thank him daily i know that uh I have a covering over my life. I always have, um, and I come from a praying family. So, I, you know, as I get older, I realize my ancestors' prayers are being answered and realized through me. You know, okay. and so I believe in all that kind of stuff. But, but my walk in dentistry—nothing that I've ever done in life has been easy. You know, every yeah. step of the way, anything that I ever wanted. I had to be persistent to achieve it, right? You know, from even not having the best grades, you know, wanting to be a dentist, uh, with a, well, I tell it with a 2.5 GPA. You know, uh, who goes to dental school with a 2.5 GPA? Me. You know why? Yeah. Because I believe in me, man. I believe in perseverance. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. God spoke to me along the way and really. You know, when I was in school, you know, one of my revelations was according to your faith. You know, I put this on my study desk, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I would refer to it, you know, just by believing and having faith, you know, and kind of getting through that those four years. You know, when I went to dental school, man, it was some of the hardest at that time, you know, coming from Southern University, 22 years old, and uh, I'll never forget, I actually wrote my own uh, letter. A recommendation for Howard. And when I went to uh, one of those professors at Southern told me to write my own letter. So I do that to this day. Now I make anybody ask me for reference, I tell them to write their own letter.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, man, listen, that, that really, Yeah. I learned how to write letters of reference at Southern as well. Yeah. Um, And when when people come to me, I tell them to do the same thing. Yeah. I tell them to write me a letter yeah. and send it to me. I'll sign That's it. it. If it's
1: good. I'll sign it if it's
0: good.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so... And and true, of course. Yeah, and uh, man, I remember the dean of Howard University at the time dental school. I went in for my interview, and uh, I saw you don't have my file laid out on his desk. He had that letter I wrote in the middle, and he had it circled. I put something in the letter. I remember I said, given the opportunity amongst my peers, I will persevere. He had that's that's what he had. circled, man, <laughs> you know. So like that word, that's that good. word, that word. Perseverance, right? So you know, that's, in, that's in our frat, you know, perseverance. Third cardinal principle. I, I happen to be the tray on my line. I be, I believe in these things. Like they're not. They're 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 real. It's not coincidence. That's right. They're, they're it's not coincidence. So you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um... But after getting out of school, man, and, and getting into the business world of dentistry, I got ate up. But here's the thing. I prayed for it. You know, like I, I was one of those people that said, Lord, this was my prayer. Let me bump my head while I'm young. You know, so yeah. that when I get older, you know, I can do better. I can help more people. You know, my prayer was that I've always prayed to be a provider you know since since mm-hmm. I was young my
0: mm-hmm. my
1: prayer has been to provide for my family, you know, so it's been intentional, even at the time, I didn't realize you know that these were intentional prayers but but they are, you know, and God has really yeah. Yeah. answered all my prayers, man, anything that I pray for really, I receive it in its own time
0: do you think that is because one of the things that you really put emphasis on is um, having an impact and making sure people have access to care?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that came. So that came in time. You know, I think when I was, uh, you know, one of the, the main things I got from dental school and ethics was do no harm. Right. So that's kind of one of my mottos that I just as a person, before even going to dental school, I've kind of always had that, you know, just try to treat people how you want to be treated, you know? So medically, you know, I kind of adapted that, uh, do no harm, but in the access part, really, man, it just, it just came from being, like I said, my experience of wanting to help people get out and and and, and get into the community and do something different, you know? The, the mobile concept, and we can get more into the business aspect of it. But it's in in pure in pure nature of it, it's really like a ministry. I've had people tell me that what you do, what you and your family do, what you and your wife do, is like your ministry because we're really
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're really helping kids. And at the end of the day, that's what I really want to do. You know?
0: Yeah. So let, let let's talk about that. So you're back in your hometown, mm-hmm. Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah after having a, an, an adult practice in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So tell me why you moved back to Shreveport from Atlanta and then tell me why mobile dentistry for children.
1: Well, like I say, uh, when I kind of got off of it a little bit, my journey man really led me uh, back home. And uh, I bought my first practice in 2008. The economy crashed in 2009. Okay. So so I didn't come into dentistry with uh you know basically all my expectations of what I was gonna do, how much money I was gonna make, you know, be able to do this, be able to do that. Was like, no, 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 no. We go we gonna teach you from the ground. Remember what you prayed for? You wanted to bump your head? So what we gonna do, we're gonna let you buy a practice from a lady because you got DR in front of your name. So my, my my 2007 year was pretty much the last year where banks would just give you money because you got that DR in front of your name.
0: You're, you're done with school in May 2007, February yeah. 2008. Yeah. You got your own practice.
1: Got my own practice. Uh, bought a practice from a lady who was, you know, nice spa-like office, had a waterfall in it, man. I mean, I jumped out there, you know. So within within yeah. that within yeah. that window of from May to let's say December was kind of my revelation of, look man, you already you're ready, you know you you can go do this, you know, and and like I said once again, God opened the door for me to be able to buy my own practice, you know, within that that short amount of window. It wasn't my intentions, but that's what the door of God opened. But even with opening yeah. that door. Uh, the situation, man, bro, praise God. I got a real story, bro. I can go on and on about this this perseverance thing. And this and it really I have to tell my story. So what happened, bro? I ended up buying a practice from a lady that was getting ready to divorce her husband. Right? And so basically right. what she did, she used me to reset her life. So wow. So she I gave her the money for the practice. She had no wow. intentions of keeping the building, let it go in foreclosure, took the money, divorced her husband, opened her another practice downtown Atlanta, which she still has to this day. So here I am, you know, two years in, 400 know, some 1000 dollars in debt, uh, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to keep this practice. Patients losing their jobs, you know, economies crash. And basically, bro, the bank told me, if you can't pay... This $500,000 for this building, you got to move.
0: So, <laughs> so, wow. and now, now when is this, is this still 2008, 2010, So I was okay. in there for
1: two years uh, on a five-year lease agreement. And I only, I only had that space for two years. And again, uh, God opened the door. It's uh, a people I've met when I was taking some orthodontic classes in Atlanta They end up having a a dental practice about five miles up the same road. So I was able to move my patients into, I went from a spa-like practice, bro, to a hole-in-the-wall practice, where basically only had two operatories. I had five operatories. This one only had two. Every room in the building was a different color. Okay?
0: So... (laughs) You know, for somebody who just goes to the dentist and it's like, when when am I sitting in the dentist chair? Yeah. Are you telling me you had two dentist, two dentist chairs? Just two
1: dentist chairs.
0: Just two dentist chairs. I went chairs.
1: from okay. five to two. I went from working five wow. days a week to three days a week. Okay. Okay. And I basically went into okay. I basically cool. went into a space share opportunity with another with another doctor friend of mine. And uh this is what kind of started my journey into different aspects of dentistry seeing different uh practices because i had to i could only work three days so i had to temp two days you know at different offices and so this was kind of hindsight you know looking back on it this was atlanta really was my training ground man like everything that i had prayed for god was revealing to me in his own way but it was through trials tribulations and again, mm-hmm. perseverance, mm-hmm. right? Just never quitting. Every time something happened, God opened a door, right? It's yeah. like right. my whole life story. It's like, okay, I'm gonna give you what you need, you know. But <laughs> how you go, you know? How you go deal with this, you know? How you go see this? So, so I I start developing my walk, right? So it's more like some of these things that I say to this day that I think. You got to know God to see God. Right. Well, that that comes from from these stories, this story that I'm telling you, just just realizing that even though things didn't seem right, didn't seem it wasn't what I wanted, but I was being taught something, you know, God was molding me. You know, he was teaching me to appreciate what I have, you know. So yeah. God was just showing me all kinds of different things, man. But anyway, I ended up getting that space share with the other doctor. So this is my third move within three years, maybe, you know, from 2000. Okay. So what
0: year is it now?
1: It's 2011, maybe.
0: 2011.
1: 2011. Okay. And uh, this is when I actually got exposed to mobile dentistry. So when I moved that next time. I still needed to work a couple more days to offset my income, or try to make some income. Uh, and uh, I, I did temps here, here, and there. But one day, I, I picked up this letter. And it's called "Help a Child Smile," mobile dental care. I'm like, man, this is this is different. You know, let me see what this. So I I did the Help a Child Smile thing for like two years. So from 2011 to about 2013 you know, any moment outside of my own practice, my space share opportunity, I was on a mobile. And really from, like okay. and I said, from the first day when that first little girl walked on the mobile it was like something just punched me in my chest, right? And yeah. it was like, this is what you supposed to be doing. It's almost like seeing my wife for the first time, the same feeling. You know, I had this feeling before, you know, and I and I, I think it's nothing but the Holy Spirit really, you know, I think this is what people talk about when they feel something. That little tingle, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah it's
1: yeah. like it's like yeah. uh it's just some some really just kind of knocked the knocked the wind out of me, man. And I realized this is what I am supposed to be doing. You know, I, I do that for 2 years on a mobile. I realized this is what I want to do. Now, how am I going to do it? You now. So from 2008 to 2013, that's kind of been my my journey to this point, you know, just moving mm-hmm. Trying to get reestablished, trying to hold on, you know, uh, get my business back off the ground, still not really satisfied with dentistry, not really satisfied with the money that I'm making, uh, still, still finding my way in the profession. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable. My family's not want for anything, but personally, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I thought I would be, you know, uh, this is not what I thought it was, and I and yeah. I knew that I had found something in mobile dentistry that I liked, you know. But I still got all this other stuff that I'm carrying with me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so in in 2013, signed this new lease, working both practices. I probably was there maybe that year 2013, maybe a little bit in 2014. Man, the landlord that I had leased the space from. Uh, I had, you know, the building, he he tried to create a healthcare building. You know, he had multiple tenants, a few, you know, uh, orthodontists, uh, older dentists, maybe a periodontist in the same building. And I had this suite on the bottom, which was the nicest one, the biggest one, private driveway, that kind of thing. And uh, unbeknownst to me, man, once I got it all painted and fixed up and had equipment in it and stuff, he starts showing the suite to an R surgeon. So when I wasn't in there, when I would be out of there on a couple of days at the other office, he would come in uh-huh. and show the real estate out to another person. So here again, did,
0: did you know he was doing this?
1: No, sir. Did not know he was doing okay. this. So this is
0: okay.
1: once again, I'm in this green situation again. I'm in Atlanta. I'm a small fish dealing with real sharks. Okay. But, mm-hmm. but looking back on it now, God is teaching me business. Okay. OK, I'm learning a lot of things, but it's not how I want to receive it. But right. But, right. you know, I'm learning. I'm being taught these things. So. Man, long story short. The guy wanted me to get out my lease. Let the R surgeon assume the lease and me sublease from him. He also didn't want me to meet the R surgeon before I did any of this. Crazy stuff, right? Never seen yeah, anything like this before yeah. in my life. So I took him to court. So, I, Let me go back just a, just a second. When I realized I was going to court, we went to church uh, that Sunday before. But I go to church, man, I, we sit in the very back. I'll never forget this. Me and my wife, we sit in the very back. I'm talking about probably like the last pew. In this big old church, yeah. right? This particular Sunday, and he's preaching a sermon about Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Okay, you know, for I know the plans that I have for you. The plans not to harm you, you know. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You know it. This, yeah. this, I'm sitting there listening to this sermon, and here it go again. Boom! Something hit me dead in my chest. So I'm like, at this point, I make a decision. I'm going to fight, you know, because at that okay. time I was kind of on the fence, you know, what I'm going to do. I don't really have yeah. the money for this, you know, I, whatever, you know, I'm just going to go find a job because I'm, you know, I'm temping. So I'm making money outside of my practice, right? More than I'm making right. in my practice. So now I'm thinking, well, man, what is God telling me? You know, I, I always wanted to be a business owner. So credit, I've never worked for anybody in my life. Period. Right. Yeah. So not yeah. on purpose, but again, I always said I wanted to provide. Right. So I, my grandfather was on his own business. So this is who I saw growing up, you know, so business was always on me. And I saw him as a provider doing his own thing mm-hmm. that was yeah. always on me. So that's, and that's another reason why dentistry appealed to me, because it was a Business, medical profession, you know. So, gotcha.
0: but yeah, that makes So sense. some
1: of that stuff is, you know, whatever. But anyway, I decided to fight that particular day when I went to court after church. Decided to go to court. Went mm-hmm. at the court date. I get there early. I'm, I'm, I bring this Bible with me. And uh, I have been fasting and praying for a few days because I'm going through a real trial, brother. Like I'm like, you know, this is serious business for me. Yeah. You know, this is this is some of the toughest. So I go from dental school being hard to getting out and the business of dentistry is kicking my butt. And I'm yeah. I'm at a point yeah. now where all I got is this and what, <laughs> you know, I'm crying in the morning, going to work. You know, I remember asking my mom, like, I just I don't. Why is it so hard for me? You know, why am I, why do I have to struggle, bro, for everything, yeah. right? Here it is, praise John. I'm in the front seat of my truck. I look over. What did that Bible say?
0: Jeremiah 29 and 11.
1: I had never seen it, right? Wow. Never seen it. This Bible stayed open on my desk. I've never seen a cover, man. Like, I never paid attention to the cover. And it's like, God was talking to me, bro, before I even... And this is this the court This is the
0: way to on court. the
1: way to court. When I got to the parking lot, this Bible was right. on my seat, and I just look over at it, and I'm like, Lord Jesus. You know, wow. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, wow. like yeah. man, yeah. like this, okay, all right, I, I see this. This fasting stuff and this praying, it worked. Like the peace, you know, the peace that came yeah. over me, yeah. man, is is like something. This is stuff that you just don't forget, you know. Is this is this is that God rewards persons. That's why I have to tell this story. Like I'm telling, it's it's, it's layers yeah. to it, yeah. right? So we get in court. I see all these people, you know. I'm thinking it's gonna be this. We get outside. The talk, the attorneys are coming at me again. You know we. Me and this guy go. Me and my landlord go into a private room, and once again, he's trying to get me to not go through this. You know, it's gonna be worse. Whatever, whatever. Else, I just told him. I say, man, you. So I didn't give you all the story, but basically, I just told, him, hey, sir, you lied to me. You know, and because you lied to me, I can't accept it. Right, and so you don't yeah. know my story, and so at this point, there's nothing that can happen today. That I'm not prepared to deal with, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so you yeah. know, it's it's whatever yeah. at this point. We gonna we gonna see this through, right? And so we get out, go sit down in the in the uh, in the um, lobby area. You know, they got these little sections or whatever. My attorney went upstairs to the law library to print some stuff out. I'm sitting down there by myself, got my Bible. I'm not reading the Bible. I got it. Uh, matter of fact. Take it back, I didn't even bring the Bible into the courthouse, I left it in the truck. So I just had okay. some Bible scriptures on my phone that I was, you know, would read because I'm still fasting and stuff, so I'm just kind of reading on these same scriptures, praying on these, these scriptures. And uh, uh-huh. and man, this guy comes sit next to me, bro, and he a stranger, a stranger total okay. stranger. I'm not sitting again, I'm at peace. So I'm not sitting here with the frown face, you know. I'm clean. I'm suited on, you know. I'm 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 chilling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at my phone, right? Um, he sits down next to me and say, "God sent me here to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that everything wow. is going to be just fine." man that's awesome literally i swear to you i'm thinking oh so now i'm looking
0: what was your your reaction
1: man it was just again prayer fasting praying god is actually moving in front of me and i can see it
0: and you can see it. you know yeah like
1: it's like it's clear to me you know and so my attorney comes back. He sees the guy walk out. So I'm, I'm, my immediate thing was, like, hey, man, do they have people that just, you know, you know, come in here and pray with people? Or, you know, these little groups or what? I said, man. I've never seen nothing like that before. You know, that's not normal. Right. So, again, I'm like, OK, so. But, you know, we still yeah. so we go to lunch and I, I, I'm saying, so, man, what are we going to? You no, know, are we gonna ask them? Are we gonna, am I gonna have a chance to speak? You know, I'm, I've never been to court before, so I'm gonna ask some questions. Right? He's like Jeremy, like Jeremy. He say, "Man, gotta make it to where you don't have to say nothing." <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, man, this bad, you know, he tried it. He just, all right, bro. We we all yeah. on Jesus' tip right now. We are gonna ride this way. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna ride it. You know, yeah. I'm gonna see how it go. So we go to court, man. So what happened, man? We wasn't in there. Five, I'm waiting all day. Sure. We wasn't in there five minutes. Okay. The judge. So here's the deal. My landlord. I was paying my rent. Right. But I was a month behind. Man. So I had sent the check, the rent check, lease check. And the judge asked the guy. They, they both attorneys. He said, "Uh, do you have the checks? Uh, the rent payment for last month. And the guy said, Right here, Yana got it right here. I said, Can you bring it to me? Gave it to him. The dude, the judge left. He said, Okay, I'll be back. He left for about 20 minutes, bro. So now I'm like, Lord, what's going on? You know, I mean, yeah. And my attorney again, he like, Hey, man, just, you know, just chill. Just, the way. just ride see the, what's going on. The dude come back and say, case dismissed. Yeah. But the very next week I got another eviction notice. So basically what the judge did which another learning lesson. The judge basically told the attorneys what to do to be able to evict me. They could not possess my money. Wow. <laughs> Wow. So, so, yeah. yes. what happened? What happened was, I get another eviction notice. I'm like, what did these do? What what's going on? And it, and you know, why you know, what is going on, bro? Like at this point, I don't even want to be in this building no more, right? And and so, at this time in my career, I had already worked on the mobile for two years outside my practice. You know, I knew I wanted to do mouths for smiles. So I started temping at local pediatric practices, one office. Okay. And and really started developing my skill sets for seeing kids. So I'm just giving that backdrop. So amongst all this going on, I'm developing a skill set to treat kids. You know. Yeah. Although I'm seeing adults and I see some kids in my practice, all my moments outside of my practice and other offices are all dealing with kids. So I'm learning the business of kid industry, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm building the confidence to treat kids on a regular basis. And I'm and I'm realizing that I like it. So, you know, it, that's what's going on in the backdrop, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so at that point, man, I, I filed bankruptcy. So this whole time, I have been carrying so much weight, right? Right just financial weight, stress, uh, had gained a lot of weight, just 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 the years, you know, just had, you know. Yeah, that's a lot. Compounding. That's that's, that's a lot to deal with. You know, and by this time with 2013, 14, I had two kids. uh, Two kids. My wife was getting ready to stop working because she was pregnant with my third child. You know, and it just didn't make no sense for her to go to work in daycare and stuff like that. So, right. you know, family was changing. Um, I was kicking butt at this pediatric practice. So, you know, I started at that practice off and on, you know, since 2012. And I noticed something. So not only was I exposed to mobile dentistry, we talked a little bit about the business, the access to care and what made me feel good. As I'm working in these pediatric practices, I'm seeing the business of dentistry is more consistent and sustainable treating kids. I mean, you do, you know, you, yeah. you, you do things with kids and young adults yourself. So yeah. there is always a need and parents tend to take care of their kids before they take care of themselves. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing more of the pedo thing more regularly. And the owner actually said, you know, I want to meet with you. I want to offer you a, you know, a full time position, a job. Now, you know, I'm like, you know, I think I want to go back to school for pediatrics, you know, uh, but I still got this business mind, you know, Uh and I still want to do my own thing. And I think when I had the interview, the owner could tell that I wasn't that type of guy. So at this point, you know that's on the table. I got, I got even another part of the story. I was paying the bank what I could. I I filed the right before I got ready to file the bankruptcy. I think I was in that transition of moving to this other spot. Do you know the bank sent me a twenty five thousand dollar check? The bank sent me, praise John. I didn't have no money. Hardly any money.
0: So the, the same bank that you had to file <laughs> bankruptcy with.
1: Same bank I had to file bankruptcy with. That I owe money check. sent me a check, brother.
0: While you still owe them money.
1: Why I still owe them money. Wow. wow. For $25,000.
0: Thank you for tuning in to part one of our conversation with Dr. Jeremy Alexander. If you want to find out more information about Dr. Alexander and Miles for Smiles, you can find him on Facebook at 318 Miles for Smiles. On Twitter at Miles, the number four smile and on Instagram, Miles for Smiles, 318. Again, thank you for listening to part one with Dr. Jeremy Alexander. We'll be back in a couple of days with part two. Hope you enjoy